I should have asked this before we started recording, but I'll ask while we're recording. Have you checked your levels? Yes, I did. I doubly, triply checked them because of last time. Yeah, I felt real bad. It's okay. It's it's not a huge deal. It's it's a little bit more annoying because I mostly edited on my iPad while I was away. Uh, and it's a little harder to deal with volume control there. But mm-hmm. I made it work. It wasn't a huge deal. Okay. Uh, so I had my first less than ideal airport experience on this trip. Oh, no. It, like, it, it's nothing terrible. This is This is such a base level complaint. Uh, but it's uh, on, uh, arriving in SFO uh, last night. We uh, th- they came. What, what am I trying to say? They they released the bags into the into the carousel on quite a delay. So about mm. sixty to seventy percent of passengers got all of their bags, and then nothing. And then our flight got removed from the list of bags or the list of flights that would have bags on this carousel. Hmm. And and several of us are just kind of standing there like, what the heck? And our, then the little Delta bag tracker is like, hey, you know, it's still uh, on the plane. And so it was, it was probably, I think, because what the Delta tries to say, hey, you should get your bag within 20 minutes or whatever. And it was mm-hmm. probably, you know, we got off the flight relatively quickly, and I think it was probably over 30, well, how long did we actually wait at the baggage claim? At least 20 to 25 minutes for our bag to finally come out. So that was the first thing of just like, we're just sitting here waiting for our stupid bags to come out on whatever delayed reason that it took for a bunch of these to come. So we get our bags, and then we needed to go get, you know, an Uber, Lyft, whatever, back to our apartment. So we head up to that area, and Aaron requests a Lyft, and it just keeps, it it couldn't find a driver. Mm. And we were waiting there for several minutes, it just didn't find a driver, and then we were going to go try and switch to something else, so I I ended up doing it on my phone to get, like, a, a, a Lyft XL, because we had, you know, several bags and a guitar so i figured i didn't want it to mm. chance that we'd get in some car that couldn't really fit all of our stuff so i so mm. i get the xl get a driver right away and uh, it just keeps you know I'm, I'm they kind of show you where they are and it wasn't very clear where this person was and it took them like five minutes at least to finally start moving and they start you had to kind of like loop around from where they were to get back to the airport and they start doing that, and then it says, "Oh, your driver canceled." So I had to, so I had to go find another driver who was like 15 minutes north of us, finishing up another pickup. So uh, we didn't like we were just outside the parking garage where you're supposed to get picked up for over half an hour until we finally got picked up. <laughs> Jeez. And it's like, yeah, the the main downside is. Some days, sometimes, there's either just not enough drivers or too much demand. And that's mm-hmm. just how it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it still was worth our time and money to not park my car at the airport. Because I did run the numbers of the cheapest 
park and fly, you know, outside the actual airport type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it would still be like, whatever, $250, $300. <laughs> because you're not like, you know, we were gone for, you know, 16 days or something like that. And most okay, places are yeah. like at least $15 a day. Yeah. So there's just. I guess an... when you're gone that long, it's just going to be expensive. Exactly. Yeah. You just don't really have any way about it. So, but yeah, it was, it was not super ideal, but we got back. It felt good to just get back to our place. We've gotten used to living together and then you spend two weeks trying to like figure out who's where and what you're, what you're doing and everything. And our schedule's all messed up because we're still working, but we're in totally different working situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's good to be back now. And my car did not have a ticket, which I was worried about because, uh, for student parking, they don't like, have any good actual permit system the the actual way that you're supposed to do it is you buy a parking permit and then you like print out the confirmation email and put it on your dashboard what yeah and so if you're parking in an open lot then that is your only because the lots you can just come and go as you please no matter what there's no one stopping you so there's just occasional checks on your dashboard and I was parked in a garage, though, where during the day it is public parking with a typical parking garage ticket system, right? Mm-hmm. And, and officially, you're not allowed to park there overnight, um, or, at, or maybe it's just not for so many consecutive days if you don't have a permit. I forget exactly what it is. Mm. And, and because that's technically a rule, I was worried that being there for two weeks... Uh, or for for timing, let me establish the timing. We left on April 30th, and you cannot buy the next month's parking pass until the month begins. Oh, it's like monthly? Yes. Oh, that's dumb. So you cannot buy the pass for May until it's May 1st, and we left on April 30th. So there is no way to get a May pass and put it on the car. So I was just hoping that being in the garage... The only check is when you're coming and going. Yeah. And that they're never actually going around really looking at permits or anything like that. Aaron called the parking people and, and they claimed that, yep, no, you should be fine. But I was still like a little wary of that. Mm. Uh, luckily, it turned out fine. Didn't have any ticket or anything like that. But you, you feel like they would do a better job checking because they only have a parking attendant there from like 7 a.m. to like... 9 p.m. during the weekdays and there's not a single parking attendant there on the weekend and so the gate the gate to leave is just open Hmm. so they're just really banking on this is heavy use for people who are commuting during the day and otherwise they don't really care Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) maybe they just don't care maybe i mean clearly they don't care enough uh to for me to get in trouble or anything so i'm happy i'm happy that they don't care but it was just a little a little niggling thing in the back of my mind. So yeah, but now now I'm back. Ready to rock, ready to begin the monotony of the next few months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well you used up all your fun vacation time all at once. Well, it's not that I don't have fun vacation time available, it's more that we don't have anything planned for several months. Okay. You know, maybe we'll get away and do something some weekend 
but that also depends on Aaron's whole situation. She's in a bit of a crunch time mode this summer for mm-hmm. grad school. So we'll we'll just kind of have to see. Mm-hmm. You know. She's having that chips and salsa diet because it's crunch time. Ha. Ha. I'm winning at this joke already. You totally are. Next, you do have some tortilla chips in the pantry. Mm. I made a really good. Sorry, I, that's right. I won't. I won't talk about food. I'll. I'll stop myself. No, it's fine. You can go ahead. I had. I had dinner like right before this. Oh, okay. So, I made a really good burgers tonight. Ooh, I didn't have burgers though. Well, I was quite I happy. I was almost gonna say I haven't had a burger in a while, and <laughs> I had freaking Culver's burger for the first time in like months, like mm. three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I had Culver's two or three times while I was home in Minnesota to get my fill in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like my dad. <laughs> well, I don't get it otherwise. Are there not Culver's in California? No. I guess. The closest oh, yeah. Culver's from here, I think, is the one in, there's some in Utah, but it would okay. be, it would be like a weekend trip to go get Culver's basically. <laughs> and let's be honest, it's not worth that. No, I, I did close. think about it in in San Diego. There was one six what? hours away. Uh, so so every, every once in a while, I would think that would kind of be a fun Saturday, a six-hour road trip, get some Culver's, and a six-hour road trip back, but I never did it. <laughs> That'd be the most expensive Culver's ever. <laughs> I know, but I really like Culver's. What can I say? I, I guess. I Wow. I didn't really know that. Like, I knew you enjoyed Culver's because, like, it's not like horrible fast food or anything, but I didn't know you enjoyed it like that. I don't know. You're I, like I, next level, buddy. <laughs> I just feel like there. I mean, I never actually did it, so clearly it's not quite at that level. But I did consider it. Uh, part mm-hmm. part of the reason I didn't do it was was the shame of having to explain if Aaron would inevitably call. You know, I'd have to explain why yeah. I'm driving. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wanted Culver's, and the nearest one is six hours away. Yeah. And so I thought a, I thought a. The $75 butter burger sounded reasonable. Exactly. When I include gas costs. Uh, but yeah, so we I had my fill of various foods. We also had Papa Murphy's one night because there's no Papa mm. Murphy's around here. And I do really like Papa Murphy's. Mm. I must Take say. Bake. Yeah, man. So but yeah, it was a good trip. I was happy to go home for a little bit. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it, champ. Mm-hmm. You know it's sport what i'm here for keep it up slugger keep up the good work you'll, you'll get it someday yeah so i'm just trying to think about how aaron and i can better spend some of our evenings I, I i know i talked about this when we talked about my trip to washington but i definitely want to be better about not just having everything past dinner time be a complete write-off <laughs> you gotta get hobbies hobbies i have hobbies projects my project this week is that I need to wash my tennis shoes. Oh, how are you going to wash them? Like by hand? Or are you just going to like throw them in the washing machine? I'm going to throw them in the washing machine because they say that okay. they can be washed that way. But I just okay. haven't done it before. I was disc golfing on, on a yesterday morning with my parents. I, I, I brought them along because I knew that my mom would like walking around in nature and my dad would probably get a kick out of playing. Mm-hmm. So, so I brought them along and there was just this one particularly small marshy part 
Mm. Not, not even like very marshy but like i thought i stepped through pretty, pretty much everything i could feel like a little splatter on my shin and i looked down and i just had huge splotches of mud on exactly one shoe of, of my mm. white shoes mm. so i have my right white shoe is just has like four big brown splotches of dirt on it and it just looks really dumb if they were both kind right. of dirty and messed up yeah but especially since it's just one of them it looks yeah, really it looks dumb place so yeah. you should have just gotten the other one dirty. Well, I didn't think of that it. as a solution in the to- at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? There's only dirt in Minnesota? Come on, buddy. I'm sure you could find a creative solution. That's okay. I'll mail you some. I have a bag of dirt right next to me. <laughs> That's very thoughtful of you. Okay. But I'd be able to tell the difference. Oh, <laughs> you. That's what you think. <laughs> you. You don't know my dirt guy. He's got. He's got all the dirt. He's got all the dirt on you. Not on me. But you get dirt on other people. You a dirty well, guy. Well, he. I guess like if they're not careful with the dirt that he saws them, yeah, I guess he in effect gets dirt on them. Hmm. Or if it's like real windy while they're examining the dirt, could be problematic. What's the? Okay, I'm trying to think of this. Uh, there is a. I'm having a sense of deja vu, like I've told you this before. Um, but there is. A specific mud that is used to uh, um, rub into Major League Baseballs. Kentucky bluegrass. No, that's the grass. It's hilarious because I said, I thought of, isn't that the grass at MLB stadiums? Uh, that's very possible. I thought I'm not, of that I'm not sure if it... it's consistent because there's also just like turf. Oh, because when you said it. I'm thinking of this specific mud. I was like, Kentucky bluegrass, but I didn't want to interrupt. So I waited, and then it just worked out perfect. Gotcha. Well, not perfect, but like vaguely related. So so here's the deal. This has been a, it looks like, 80-year ordeal. Um, and, and since the 1950s, every major league team has used the mud from a secret location on the New Jersey side of the Delaware River, harvested by a single small company, essentially more or less a single person. Um, every single year, they, they harvest all this mud, and that's what's used to rub into every Major League Baseball. Each what? year, Jim Bintliff visits the mud source and returns with 69,000 pounds of it to store over the winter and sells it the following baseball season. Oh, come on, 69,000? That's just what it says. Before all major and minor league baseball games, an, um- an umpire or clubhouse attendant rubs six dozen or more balls with the mud to give them a rougher surface to make them easier for pitchers to grip and to comply with MLB Rule 4.01c, which states that all baseballs shall be, quote, properly rubbed so that the gloss is removed. <coughs> There you know. There you go. That is such a vague rule with such a specific this, implementation. This is the real dirt guy. This also just sounds like, uh, I don't know. Like, so there is no rule saying you have to use this mud. Like, someone could just be like, no, it's just become the standard. That's so silly. Yep, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me that. No MLB team has come up with and been 
just annoying enough to go through with the idea of we're going to have our pitchers train with throwing baseballs that have been like rubbed with some slightly different mud and then like just throw off all the other pitchers. I don't know what to tell you, man. Because it would like give you an advantage. Wouldn't well maybe maybe the mud doesn't even matter and it's just a bunch of horse horse uh stuff um <laughs> horse mud but like I don't know the the reason that they keep doing it they claim is that it it does have just a certain consistency to it that just creates a desired effect and and like at this point you know there's so much momentum behind it or, or inertia let's say mm-hmm. in the whole thing that. You know, it's it probably is just sort of an agreed upon thing that everyone does. I don't know, but yeah, I, I remember learning about that a long time ago. It's very interesting. Hmm. In, in also, general, like, the per- <laughs> I'm like I'm thinking of the logistics of this right now. Uh huh. Like, if you're doing this every year, yeah. So you're you're getting like. What, like three and a half tons of mud every year? No, more like 35 tons. A ton is 2,000 pounds. Didn't you say 6,900? 69,000? That just makes this, this just like pushes me even further because (laughs) if you're harvesting, like, dirt is, and mud is dense. I get that. Uh-huh. So it's not volumetrically like that much mud, but like it's still more than like a truck bed full of mud. Like yeah. that's a lot of mud to be taking every year. You can't just like legally speaking, you can't just like take things from like just random places. Well, he doesn't know. It's a specific spot that that they have owned for many, many, many years. So he owns it? I believe so. Does he like I'm I'm starting to question if he has the mineral rights to this spot or if he's just trespassing and stealing mud. And if he does own the mineral I, rights, I, I want to know where the spot is know. and that should be public knowledge. And I want to go see this magic mud. Well, maybe we can put that on our comical start road trip itinerary. Find the freaking magic mud? Yeah. Find the baseball rubbing mud. Yeah. And then dump some like <laughs> No. <laughs> That's bad. Actually, I know a thing, a, a baseball-related place that you actually probably would enjoy going to uh, yeah. would probably be the Louisville Slugger Factory and seeing how baseball oh, bats are made. Yeah, I bet that would be cool. Gosh. I've seen, like, pictures of how they're made and stuff, but I've never actually seen it, like, in motion. Mm-hmm. Then you can start developing your opinions on whether Ash or Maple is a better baseball bat. Oh, God. <laughs> See things like that are just pro- like no, but there is a, there is a, there are arguments for it in the sense that if an ash bat breaks, it tends to break in big chunks, like a huge piece will come off. Versus yep. when a maple bat does, it'll like more shatter. shatter. Yeah, yep. which is potentially more. I mean, they're each you know problematic in certain ways, but a maple bat in general is more poses a, a bigger danger when it breaks. Hmm. Everything is a world unto itself, Grant. Yeah. And right now we're gonna we're gonna dive into the world of Baldo. By oh, jeez, I forgot a Hector D. Cantu and Carlos Castellanos. I forgot we have a comic. 
I believe it's the titular Baldo who is sitting in front of a TV set. Uh, and coming from the TV set, we have the news saying, We've been following this breaking news for five hours. Police have received a call that Bigfoot is inside this house. And we see a woman news anchor uh, saying, Hold it. A neighbor boy is telling us a child is inside. A child is inside this house with the legendary Bigfoot monster. And we cut back to seeing Baldo in front of the TV set. Hopefully Bigfoot isn't hungry. That would not be good. And another anchor says, Ooh, let's see if that happens. So, Mark, since we've started recording, I've changed my mind like four different times about what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm settling on one. So if Bigfoot's in the house, Bigfoot broke into the house. And so I think it'd be important for us tonight to talk about stand your ground laws and the castle doctrine. Is, is this at all inspired by the John Oliver piece? Uh, the joke that I'm making right now is, but I don't want to talk about that. That sounds like a lot for okay, tonight. Okay, sounds good. In, in way past what well, no, really I... we're capable of tackling. And we're not going to talk about it, so I'm not even going to keep stop talking so you can get in a word. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, gonna to yoink uh, us to the right. This has nothing to do with what you're saying. Ooh, yoink. Yeah, I'm down. Yoink us. Okay. I just realized something that we should have been doing from the onset with our comical start account on Go Comics. Uh-huh. Every single comic we use, we should just leave a comment that says, like, for example, this this comic, I would just leave a comment that says episode 148. And just How have we not and just been doing this? And just footprint our podcast all over Go Comics. And then people would be like, what? Yeah, exactly. And eventually we'd reach a fever pitch. And either we'd be ousted from the platform or become its Probably saviors. Not. My money's on ousted, but I'm down. Should I, st- should I start with this comic? Well, okay, let's read the terms and uh, terms and conditions <laughs> I don't first. Think. <laughs> well, no, it's not like we're committing hate speech or anything. Like, <laughs> but maybe there's like terms against like I don't know podcasts from Yahoo's who don't know help anything. and FAQ advertising. Those seemed like two relevant links. Sure, well, but we're not. I guess. Can I advertise on the Go Comics website? You betcha. Is that okay, the whole different. answer? That, no, no. I mean, it's and then it links to the other page, but I think that means advertising in terms of like you are an ad in the sidebar, not yeah anything like that. That. Um. Let's let's control F for comments. What is comments can be posted for the whole community to see. Um. To make a comment, blah 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 blah. That's all it says. It doesn't um, have it has no like terms or like conditions on like banned things and comments. Uh not that I can see. Frick, go for it. Okay, I'm also, doing it. Also, it's so vague. You can't call that an advert like I guess you could. Episode one forty eight. Comment. It'll take some pedantic person getting really annoyed with our comment history to cause a problem. Probably. Which is exactly the type of people that I bet use go comics. Maybe if I'm really bored, I'll just go back through all of our old episodes, and at least for the ones that still exist, as we, as we discovered, some of them simply don't. But for yes. those that still exist, I can comment on those as well when I'm bored in the evening. Excellent. All right, so, you were going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Well, I started thinking about one of the things that I thought about that I... Yeah, well... Uh, 
we'll go with this one is like I don't have any idea how I was going to tie it into the comic. So we're just going, we're getting yoinked in every direction tonight, I guess. Um, God, that word is great, but we're not going to get stuck on it. Um, is like getting bargains on stuff or hmm. like not necessarily getting bargains, but like hacking your way towards like a goal. I don't know how, uh, gosh. I haven't talked to you in so long. I don't know how to describe <laughs> things anymore. This is a problem. <laughs> I'm just going to use an example to hopefully illustrate what I'm thinking. Okay. For a while, I've wanted a second monitor for my computer, for my mm-hmm. laptop. And I have wanted it for a while, but I haven't like wanted it enough to be willing to really spend like a reasonable amount of money on it. And I don't really care how good of a monitor it is because it's like I'm not going to watch movies on it or something. It's like I just want it to be a screen that I can throw up some like I can throw up a spreadsheet or I can throw up like something while I do the actual things on my computer screen. For sure. And so like I've played I've in my mind I've played with like multiple ideas of like well I could just like buy a computer monitor or I could buy like a crappy old computer monitor like second hand or like what if I got just like a small TV? Or like, like, what are other ways that I could go to try to find a inexpensive uh, visual device that shows things from computers? Sure. Have you been able to translate for yourself what the grant speak means? <laughs> well, I'm sort of conflicted. I'm conflicted about whether I want to just directly address your monitor situation and dive That'd into that or generalize from there. That'd be great. Or you can generalize, either or. Okay, let's let's dive into the monitor situation, because that intrigues me. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been looking or thinking about a monitor? Because I remember you telling me long ago that oh, you yeah. like plugged into your TV sometimes or something yep. like that. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done that in like a good like 16 months, but. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's what I would like for a simple solution, <laughs> is you give me a budget and I'll just send you the monitor that you should get. <laughs> Like that's what budget? Fun. What budget do I need to have? That's kind of my thing. Is like, mm. can I get a workable solution for like how cheap can I go? I guess really, because like <laughs> I think I can probably get a workable solution for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'd but say like, so. Can I get a workable solution for like fifty bucks? What about twenty bucks? Like, <laughs> can I get one like free dumpster diving on Trash Day? <sighs> Hmm, 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 hmm. Interesting. Well, also, I'm gonna cut. Like, also, part of the thing is like, I'm quite confident I could get a workable solution for a hundred bucks. But like, I don't. I'm sure if I put in the time and effort, I could sift through all this stuff and figure out which monitor to buy for a hundred bucks. But like, I don't really wanna learn. That's that sounds bad. And I feel like this is the type of thing that I would get angry at other people for, is that statement. <laughs> but I'm not upset about it. I understand. Like, if again, everything is a world unto itself. Like, you can just go crazy trying to find something. So I, I totally get not wanting to take the time to dive into it super deep and getting super caught up in, oh, do you want to, like, let's look at the new monitors that that cost around this price or whatever and then descend from there 
mm-hmm. into the depths. For me, in in a basic sense, I understand what you're saying in that you would be, in theory, happy with the cheapest possible solution, right? Mm-hmm. But the cheapest possible solution is already in front of you, which is you continue to use your TV. It's not a good solution. Yeah. It's probably a bit inconvenient, but it sure is the cheapest. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the big thing is is you have to realize that there is a trade-off in convenience and comfort with this, right? Mm-hmm. Because it won't do you any good if you think that you got a, a steal by getting something for 50 bucks and it, A, doesn't even fit your spreadsheet, or B, uh, just hardly works all the time. You know, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't help you out, right? So there's a minimum level of reliability that you need and screen real estate that you need for it to actually be worth getting at all. Mm-hmm. And screen real estate is an important point in this because the actually the main reason why I have stopped using my TV is like a the hassle hurdle of like undoing my entire TV setup and moving it to where my computer is or alternatively moving my entire desk where my TV is. <laughs> but the real issue is that my TV is too big. It's mm-hmm. it's really annoying to use because like it's just it's bigger than I want. Sure. And so it's like it becomes like I can I can show things nice and large on it which is fine, but like the the difference between my laptop screen and the TV is just so like stark of a contrast that like it's hard to move things from one screen to the other. It's like kind of confusing and yep. it's just like I I wouldn't feel comfortable having it be just like a fixture on my desk because it's so large because it will take up the whole desk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like something smaller should be cheaper, right? Uh, Not in always, general, but... yes. You know, Up there's a, there's point. always asterisks on all that in terms of what are the what's the actual feature set because the yeah. world of monitors and the world of TVs are very different. Mm-hmm. But in general, yes, yeah, something smaller slash lower resolution is going to be cheaper mm-hmm. here's one for you <laughs> mark's just gonna solve my problems and give me a shopping spree i mean it'd be pretty easy to do i've been on a shopping spree spree lately anyway so it'd work meal yeah i ordered myself prescription sunglasses this weekend that a boy i'm living large i i committed the whole 20 bucks to it <laughs> wowzers <laughs> uh all right, here's here's the real real budget option for you. Ooh, is this going to be like some sketchy eBay link that I'm about to get? No, no, no. It's nothing sketchy. It's a totally fine option. Not prime delivery at least not on this, but uh Oh, that's why it's extra cheap cuz it's renewed. Amazon renewed. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that it is, is even on it? there's even less of a commitment to it than refurbished. Well, yeah. So here, here's your how really you, cheap option. How do you renew electronics? What, you just like blow at them with a can of compressed air? I don't know, man. This pre-owned product has been professionally inspected, tested, and cleaned by Amazon qualified suppliers. There will be no visible cosmetic imperfections when held at an arm's length. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's like one step down from like, 
if you close your right eye and then you close your left eye at the same time, you won't be able to see any imperfections <laughs> is what it feels like they're trying to say. That's right. Uh, but yes, here's your cheapest option, in my yeah, opinion. It looks like a monitor. It sure is a monitor. <laughs> Only one left in stock. You better order soon. Oh, gosh. Wait, what kind of dongles do I need? HDMI. Oh, sick. I got one of them. Fun. Okay, sorry. I'm sure that Grant shopping on Amazon isn't a great podcast <laughs> thing. So, <laughs> so uh, should, oh, shoot. I need to keep crap. Okay, give me a sec. I just closed all of my windows. <laughs> give me a sec. And if you don't want to gamble on something being renewed, yeah, this might be a better option. But yes, it it is always interesting to me when people go through buying stuff because I, I definitely get the, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at doing research for things that I know are going to be a one-time purchase that I need to care about mm-hmm. versus something that's going to be potentially recurring or one of several options that I may try to go through. I'm mm-hmm. less inclined because there's some things that you just kind of have to try mm-hmm. if you care enough to be critical about it. Yeah. Like but. sunglasses, which is why I only spent $20 this time so I can try the option before I commit. Yeah. And how are your $20 sunglasses? Uh, I'll let you know in 14 to 21 days when I receive them. Oh, wow. Oh, wowzers. Wait, you don't get... Where do you where do you get glasses where you get them the same day? Not well, that many I don't places. know. I don't buy glasses. Well, I wasn't actually asking you. I was asking the listeners <laughs> rhetorical whatever. Whatever the word is to me that I didn't want to hear your answer. Here's what I think we need to do, Grant. Again, uh, this is kind of tangential. I feel like we should do a bet on how long I go without needing glasses. Why? I don't know, because I'm just curious on your thoughts. Do we have other bets going on? I, like, I bet you're going to go, like... Not forever. Well, yeah, I mean, I I would. Based on the amount of time that I spend at a computer, I feel like the bet is, do I make it to, like, 35 before I need glasses? You definitely make it to 30. That's what my money is. Definitely to 30, you think? I think so. I hope so. That'd be nice. I don't think you're making it to 33, though. Not to 30. Okay. You'll need them by 33, and you'll be so, blind as a bat by 35. That's where that's my That's the line at. in the sand. It's yeah. going to be a real steep exponential decrease. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get like, ooh, maybe you'll be like a friend of ours who, well, that's bad. Someone throws a stick in their eye. <laughs> then you need glasses real bad. Well, yes, let's hope that. Let's call the bet null and void if it's a physical harm. (laughs) Okay, we'll call it the stick in the eye clause. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Bet is off if there's physical trauma involved. Yes. Yes, this is purely natural um, degeneration. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I can't just, like, win the bet by stabbing you in the eye? (laughs) Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I really, I really hope I go a while. I, I'm very lucky. I know, and so is my little sister that we inherited good vision from our parents. 
Mm-hmm. My older sister was not so lucky. <laughs> and I, I just... Sucker. I know that it would be an obnoxious change to have to either get used to glasses or get used to contacts. Mm-hmm. I, I just really don't want to deal with it. I feel like you would find it to be an op- obnoxious change. I think you're correct with that. I don't know if it's actually... Well, just like anything, I know I would, I would eventually get used to it. I just don't want to have to get used to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. See, you could be like me, and you just get used to it so much that, like, it doesn't even, like, phase me. Because, like, it doesn't add really much of anything in terms of, like, difficulties to my life. Like, I never have to wash them. Because uh, I just let them get dirty enough until the people around me get annoyed enough to wash them for me. <laughs> Well, I don't think that'll be me. <laughs> I don't think um, I can live and let live quite that well if see, I were to wear glasses. But if your brain is truly powerful, your brain just like filters it all out and you don't even notice it until someone's cleaned your glasses for you. And then you're like, wow, I can, this looks different. I didn't even notice. <laughs> well, we'll see. Or maybe we won't. We're about to see with our ears as Grant reads... Robbie and Bobby by Jason Poland. So, so we got two two characters sitting on a, a majestic hillside, staring off, uh, into the sky where there are clouds and a full sun, or a very circular cloud. I can't exactly tell which. Uh, and a few birds on on this hill. There's a there's a, a small boy and a a robot with a floating brain in it, kind of like a, I don't know, some some weird robot. Ooh, like from that one movie with the, the green supervillain, or the blue supervillain. It's actually good. I don't remember what that movie's called. But anyway, the boy, boy's saying to the, to the robot, well, have you ever seen a hummingbird's feet? The robot responds, no, but that doesn't mean they don't have feet. The boy says, you'll just have to take my word for it, Robbie. My argument, insurance offers benefit of the doubt. Robot looking towards the boy. Nice. Mine only offers gross generalization and slippery slope coverage. Is that the world we're heading towards, Mark? (laughs) You need insurance for your preposterous claims? Might be. My premiums are going to be real high. (laughs) (laughs) uh what do you think of hummingbirds grant uh like conceptually they're cool in practice like it's a freaking bird that flaps its wings fast like you don't need to design a special bird feeder for it come on well i mean if you want to feed it then you literally do but yeah but like (laughs) it just like they don't they don't excite me so much that I would have an entirely separate bird feeder that no other birds can use just to attract this single type of bird. Hmm. Like, I would much rather have a bird feeder that is, like, not, like, general, completely general, because I get that's not a thing, but, like, could attract more than one species of birds or more than one species of animals. Like, you could get squirrel. Oh, well, you will get squirrels, too, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, ooh... Now I'm just thinking about those bird feeders that throw the squirrels off. <laughs> I feel 
quite the opposite. I love hummingbirds. Oh, you are a a fool, I see. No, they're so cool. Especially in, in San Diego, I had them all over my apartment, and you'd hear them flutter by. Wait, and really? It's the, yeah, like, you can hear their wings. I didn't know you had hummingbirds around you. Yeah. Huh. I, I had many that would, that would come flittering around, and, you'd, and they'd come buzz by your head, and they just go like this, like, and you just hear them, like, their wings just, like, buzzing. Yeah, almost. Like a large fly. Nah, like a hummingbird, because it hums. So cool. They're so cool. <laughs> like, they're cool conceptually. Yeah. I just like it. And in practice. They don't get me out of the bed out of bed in the morning, you know? I- implementation, 9 out of 10. Implementation, 9 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Bold statement. That's a stamp of approval right there. Mm-hmm. Very much so. They're so cool. Like, are you... Do people have hummingbirds as pets? Is that a thing? Probably not. Hmm. Probably not. Probably not any more so than they would have other typically wild birds for pets. Mm-hmm. In that they probably... I'm sure that hummingbirds could have the capacity to become friendly with certain households. But I don't think you'd have them as a pet. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure what the relative emotional intelligence is of a hummingbird and how it compares to, let's say, a crow or a parrot. Mm-hmm. Probably not quite as how high as those do two. How long they live? Do they live? I'm gonna. Very I'm long? gonna. I'm gonna throw out six years. That's gonna be my guess. Now I'm gonna Google it. Hummingbird lifespan. I feel like it's gonna be short. Three to five years. Okay. I classify that as short. Mm-hmm. So thus I'm right. <laughs> When, oh wow! Wiki, Wikipedia throwing some shade at, at hummingbirds, at male hummingbirds. Yeah, heck yeah, Wikipedia. No, are you ready for this line? This is amazing. Most male hummingbirds attract a female with their rather feeble song. <laughs> yeah, get wrecked, male hummingbirds. I can sing better than you. Hummingbirds as pets. Uh, National Geographic says, "Don't do it." Well, yeah, they say that about everything, though. What and does Quora say? What should what does Quora say? What does Quora say? This is a very, very bad idea. Who the heck is Quora? Oh, are you Quora. watching the Legend of Quora? Quora would also think it's a bad idea. I think. <laughs> I I agree. I bet you are right on that one. She's a real soft soul, except for when she's not. <laughs> 